Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted and excited that you've tuned in with us yet again for another show. Now, before we do get into the top four trending stories here in Thailand, don't forget to like this video and do subscribe to us if you're watching us on YouTube. And also, don't forget to hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next podcast is available online now if you like listening to us on a podcast player there's a link down below in the description where you will find a vast array of podcast players and finally if you like the show if you want to support the show you can do so by going down look in the description for buymeacoffee.com now let's jump into the top stories anyway that are doing the rounds we'll start with the first one interesting enough and uh, obviously a little bit of corruption on the side possibly here national parks e-ticket suspension draws criticism the decision by the national park wildlife and plant conservation department to suspend e-ticketing for tourists visiting six national parks from today is being criticized as untimely and poorly planned Many commentators argue that December is the start of the tourism high season in Thailand, both for locals seeking to enjoy cooler air in the country's national parks and for foreign visitors seeking warmer climates. One commentator on Facebook expressed frustration at the lack of any warning that e-ticketing would be suspended. The department has however promised to provide refunds to those who had already paid through the system. Nevertheless, without e-ticketing, both local and foreign tourists will find it very difficult to plan their trips to the national parks in advance. The department introduced the e-ticketing system in January of this year as a pilot project for visitors to six national parks, namely Panya, Muko Simeon, Hat Naparat, Kopipi, Koyai, Doi Intanon and Doi Arawan. The decision to suspend the facility was explained by the department as being necessary ahead of a new bidding process for the e-ticketing system as the pilot project lasted only one year. This reasoning has also drawn criticism with some arguing that the department have planned and opened the bidding for the new system before the pilot project contract ended. Well it should have been. Uh, Furthermore the department stated that its officials in the national parks have faced challenges in terms of mobile phone and internet signals present present caught preventing them from checking QR codes and the validity of e-tickets presented by visitors. A Facebook user expressed surprise at this claim saying the mobile phones and online signals at those national parks are good enough particularly when we walk about Koyao and Doi Intanon. Many citizens have also uh, ex- raised concerns that without the e-ticketing system corruption could occur as there would be no system to monitor the number of tourists and the cash paid to enter the country's national parks. So yet again, a system, a good system, e-ticketing, book your ticket in advance so that you know you'll have a place when you get there and you know what's going on. You can plan your time to go to national parks. A good idea has been uh, scrapped all because, um, well, it's very unclear. Um, we want to uh, put a bidding out for a new system. And uh, now because uh, we're finished with our trial, that's it, end it. Seems suspicious and suspicious that it's been ended right at the beginning of the busy period of tourism i'm not just buying it as they say if they wanted to have bidders uh for a new e-ticketing system you would have done it six months ago you would have planned that the new system would come into place when this pilot project is finished and it would be a seamless moving forward with it but of course that's not what happened here so now they're going back to cash only at all these parks during the busy season and you can see why Thai people are somewhat suspicious of this why they're thinking maybe there's something wrong here 
and who's going to keep tabs on all this cash and where it's going because there's no real system for monitoring it and that is partly the problem here as usual thailand shoots itself in the foot with bad publicity over something that should be easily handled but yet again the people running these departments these ministries just don't seem to be up to the job i will move on to the next story though because speaking of complete and utter incompetence no news on xpm taxons vip treatment Somtai Sirita Korn, an advisor to the Committee of Budgeting Study and Budget Administration follow-up of the Parliament, is demanding that the government provide an update on the health of convicted former Prime Minister Thaksin Shinawatra and clarify matters regarding his incarceration. It has been 100 days since Thaksin was placed in the Police General Hospital after his return on August 22nd and jailing. He was placed in quarantine at the Bangkok Remand prison and transferred to the police general hospital after experienced chest pain hypertension and low blood oxygen Taxon has been a vip in a vip room at the police general hospital for a hundred days mr sumtry said on thursday on facebook if the government can't clarify the truth about the privilege the issue will become a crisis for the government and also the premier Mr. Somchai said the government's lack of clarification of this case has led to many public assumptions. The Taksin-linked Puatai party is the government leader and Prime Minister Sareta Tavasin is involved in the management of the Royal Thai Police, he noted. Parties come and go, but when the public does not trust the political institution and the justice system, the issue is more serious, he said. A lack of clarification can damage the justice system as a whole, he added. Now, Pichichet Chemangkal, leader of the Network of Students and People Reforming Thailand, also posted on Facebook regarding Taxon's treatment. This is the 100th day of justice being distorted, he said. Peitung Tarn Shinawatra, Puatai's leader and Taxon's youngest daughter, denied speculation that her father would receive a royal pardon on December 5th. So he's had basically his sentence commuted from eight or nine years to one year he spent not a day in prison he's been shuttled up to the vip ward in the uh, police hospital air conditioned not what other prisoners might get by the way just let other people know that he's in a vip room on the 14th floor now other prisoners would be somewhere else multiple multiple people in the same ward there'd be no air conditioning and stuff like that this guy is getting the vip treatment and i think the government in this instance are really screwing things up because it is clear that there is a favoritism towards this guy but i mean let's be honest he has fled justice for many many years he came back knowing that this would be the case that he'd never spend a day in prison and it's it's disgraceful to be quite honest and frank you know they say things like well you know because of privacy laws we can't tell you about him you know what if you want people to understand and to believe you you should be transparent about the whole issue that you should be saying yes this is what's wrong with him he's going to be here for this period of time blah 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 but they're not doing that they're just staying quiet and they're hoping it disappears and this is the thai style of doing things let's stay quiet about an issue and hope it vanishes but it's not going to because people are really annoyed about this and people that you probably think would be supporting tax and are are ones that are getting quite annoyed by it because it does make people see and understand that there is one rule for the rich and there's one rule for everybody else and that's the problem that people have with this whole situation because it's very, very obvious. Now, if he gets another pardon on December 5th, I think there's going to be issues in this country. I think people are going to be very annoyed that he has not 
faced, you know, his time in prison or any time in prison and he's gotten away with it. And I think that is fairly disgusting considering how much he has evaded the authorities abroad abroad, and how much he has kind of poked fun at other governments since then and, and gone out of his way to ensure that things have been difficult for people. So I do hope, you know, a bit of justice is done here. I just can't see it happening, but we can all hope along the way. Nevertheless, we'll move on to another very strange story. I tell you, when I see read things like this, I get a bit scared. But Songkran is set to go global. Thailand will transform Songkran into a month-long global water festival next year to boost its soft power and attract international tourists. Taitung Tyron Shinawatra, of course, she's Puatai's leader and the National Soft Party Strategy Committee president, on Friday announced that the committee agreed to push Songkran to become one of the world's best festivals. Let's make the Songkran Festival the event that everyone has to fly to Thailand to attend. Let's make Thailand home of one of the top 10 global festivals, Ms. Peitung Tyron said. Starting from next year, the Songkran Festival will not be the same. We will not splash water only for three days, but the whole month with events to be held nationwide, she added. The committee expect the extended festival to generate 35 billion baht for the Thai economy, she wrote on her Facebook page. Now, on Thursday, the NSPCSC drafted a budget of 5.1 billion baht, which will be allocated to mobilize the main industries the committee is focusing on, including festivals, culinary affairs, entertainment, sports, Thai arts, creative design, and books. Dr. Surapong of the NSPSC vice president said that to push Thailand's soft power, the government must also pass the Soft Power Act and set up Thailand's creative content agency. The THACCA will have 12 subcommittees focusing on different soft power industries. Each subcommittee will have representatives from their respective sectors. My opinion, this is all just a waste of time. Have you ever heard of governments setting up committee after committee after committee for soft power? And if you asked a person what soft power was, they'd struggle to even be able to tell you because defining it is quite difficult. The idea that people want to have a month-long festival of Songkran is ridiculous. It's bad enough that you have the seven days of danger during Songkran, but the idea now is we're going to have 30 days of danger on the roads here in Thailand, all because they want to boost revenue. I tell you, this is always about money and never about life and human life. The dangerous, most dangerous time in this country to travel is during Songkran. And yet again, now they want to promote a whole month of it. They're going to be splashing water for an entire month. I mean, as an expat here, that actually fills me with fear when I think about it. The idea, I mean, it's bad enough a couple of days and I can handle a couple of days. But I don't even think, I mean, have Thai people been asked about whether or not they would agree with this? You know, people need to earn a living too, and I understand that. But everything can't be just about tourism all the time. There is other industries in this country and they get disrupted by things like this. And I I think it's highly unfair as well. So yes, they want to boost different things and 35 billion they think they're going to raise. Well, how did you come up with that figure? Was it plucked from the sky? Was the Tourism Authority of Thailand in the midst of it when they were helping you out with plucking figures from the sky? Because there's no way to predict how much extra money revenue you can make when you actually have no plan set out yet. So it's all a bit nonsensy. I don't think it'll really happen. I I don't think people have the appetite for something like that here in Thailand. I think they're happy with the few days, have a little bit of fun, enjoy the new year, and that's it. And I don't think 
tourists want to be engaged in water fighting for an entire month either. But I'd love to know what you do think about as expats here in the country. When you hear that, how do you feel? Do you think it's something you'd really relish that you'd embrace or does it, as it does with me, fill you a little bit of fear over it? And finally, the last story of the day, debtors snub the government's aid with debt. Now, we brought you this story the last day in relation to how the government were going to set up to try coordinate uh, these uh, debtors and loan sharks and, and try to help people come to terms with their debt that they have. So the government's nationwide initiative for debtors needing help to settle debts with their non-bank creditors received a lukewarm response on Friday as they appeared reluctant to sign up for the assistance on the first day of res- registration. The high number of debtors registering online, though still lower than expected, suggested that many debt-strapped people were too embarrassed to come forward to register in person for help, according to several state officials handling yesterday's registration. Four registration options are being offered until February 29th, namely by registration online via the website through the Thai ID mobile app by calling 1567 hotline number of the Ministry of Interior's Damrung Dam Centre at the any district office nationwide, including Bangkok. In Nakhon Rachisama, only two people showed up for the registration at the Mong district office on Friday morning, while about 60 others registered online, said Mr. Putsa, the district office chief. The combined debt of these 62 people were 2 million baht, he said, adding that no non-bank creditors in the province had registered for the debt settlement problem. A 49-year-old petrol station cleaner who earns 9,000 baht a month and was one of the two people registering in person at the district office said she was struggling to pay the interest on 40,000 baht she borrowed three years ago during the COVID-19 pandemic. She was forced to stop work for several months and didn't have enough money to pay for food and rent. She is now repaying the debt with monthly installments of 4,000 baht which is covering the payment of the 10% per month interest rate leaving the 40,000 principal the same. The government is still well aware that many debtors might not have the courage to come to register for help in person and that this is why online registration options are being offered as well, said the Deputy Prime Minister Anatan Sharavakul. He said the programme won't write off the debts, but it will help people negotiate a fair rate of interest. So in this kind of scenario, we can see why people may be reluctant. Actually, maybe some of these loan sharks are actually people within the government too. And maybe that's why some people, you know, not just the government, I'm talking about uh, local districts and stuff like that. Maybe some of these, this is why people aren't signing up for fear, you know. I wonder how well this whole project has been thought through. I would say things like even 10% per month, ridiculous. And, And these kind of things should be brought to the spotlight and the government should be saying absolutely no way. And I hope people, when you listen to this petrol station cleaner and the reasons why they borrowed the money was just to survive during covid what does that say about the government that she had a job and she was let go basically because you know of covid and what what happened and the only way for her to survive was to borrow money there was nothing from the government they should be holding their head in shame too that they offered people nothing during this period that has been the way it has been for a lot of people over COVID as well. But anyhow, that is it for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show, the four topics that we touched on. As always, I'd love your opinion about any of the topics that we've discussed down below in the comments section. Anyway, that's it for today. Have a great day, stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you in the next couple of days. 
But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.